0: So welcome back everyone and uh, thank you for joining me for my series on Pirkei Avot. Last week um, we finished Mishnah Tess in Perik Aleph in the first chapter of Pirkei Avot. We now go on to the next Zug, the next pair of leaders of the Jewish people. Remember that there was a, a period of time when there were pairs of leaders, where you had somebody who was, as it were, the Nasi and somebody who was the Avbet Din and they shared the leadership and there was a tremendous cooperation between the two of them uh, uh, last week was shimon ben Shetach and Yehuda ben tavoi and this week we've got Shmaya and avtalion who were Shmaya and avtalion so josephus refers to them as sameus and Polyon. they're extremely famous in terms of the late second temple period history Uh, If you look at Josephus, who's widely studied, although he's not entirely reliable, those of you who will have heard my lecture, my talk on Herod the Great, I think uh, you can find that online on my website. And uh, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're able to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go to the bottom right of your screen and there's a little icon there. Just pass your arrow over the icon and click it. And you will have joined my, um, you'll have subscribed to my YouTube channel. You can also subscribe to my weekly uh, mailer, which goes out every Thursday with a selection of the articles of Shirim um, that uh, have happened during the course of the week. And to do that, you would need to log on to www.rabbidana.com. And if you just scroll down all the way to the bottom of the homepage, there's a subscribe to newsletter button, which you can click on, and that will take you to the place where you can stick in your information, and you will get the weekly Rabbi Dana newsletter. Back to Shmai and Avtalion, Josephus, Sameus, and Polyan. Why are Shmai and Avtalion so famous? Not just in terms of the Mishnah, we're going to see in a minute how important they both were in terms of the early Talmudic period, But they're also famous because Shemaiah is the only person on record to have taken on Herod the Great. Herod, who in our tradition is not considered so great, except for the fact that he remodelled the Beit HaMikdash on Temple Mount. But Herod was a very vicious, vile and wicked king, a brute, who killed his enemies and mainly his friends and family. And at some point, he murdered a leader or had a leader in the northern part of Israel, in the Galilee, uh, um, executed, assassinated. And as a result of that assassination, he was called to the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin um, was at that time headed by Shemai and Avtalion. Can you imagine that? Herod the Great, Herod, one of the most powerful people in the Middle East, who had the friendship of the leadership in Rome, uh, was called to boot, as it were, was called to give din v'cheshbon to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem, And he was a very arrogant man, and he came to the Sanhedrin wearing the purple robes of monarchy, of royalty. And when he arrived in the Sanhedrin, the whole Sanhedrin, there was... 71 rabbis, elders, sitting there. They were so frightened they couldn't open their mouths. And Shemaiah stood up and he tore into Herod the Great. And his speech is recorded in, um, in Antiquities of Josephus. It's also recorded in the Talmud, some version of it, although the names there are a little confused. But Shemaiah was an exceptionally brave and important man. Such was his... Um, greatness, such was uh, the um, esteem in which he was held, even by Herod, that despite the fact that Herod killed anyone in power who lived in his vicinity, Shmaya escaped, so did Avtalion, who was his close friend and uh, partner in running the Sanhedrin, and of course they had many, many Talmidim, but their two greatest Talmidim were Shammai and Hillel about whom we hear so much in the Talmud. They are quoted extensively in the Mishnah, first as Shammai and Hillel, and then, of course, as the House of Shammai, the House of Hillel, two schools of Jewish law which emerged in that late Second Temple period in the last century before the Common Era. So that's just by way of introduction. Shammai was a great leader, not just a great rabbinic scholar, a great leader, a man with great bravery, um, and uh, whose wisdom was sought after not just by those who were seeking information uh, about Jewish law, but even those who were seeking leadership in the Jewish world. Shmaya, V'Avtalia, and Kiblu Mihem begins the Mishnah, Mishnah Yud. They received from uh, Shemin ben Shatach and Yehuda ben Tabai. Shmaya, Oimer, Shmaya says he's got a three pronged presentation in terms of his advice for posterity. Don't forget, that's what Pirkei Avot is about. It's the advice of the greatest rabbis in this moment of Jewish history, the advice that they wanted to leave. What was their advice for posterity? If you're sitting around the fireside with your children and your grandchildren, what should it be that they should remember? And this is what Shemaiah said es Oh, it's an important one. This is really important. Love hard work. Love a job. Don't just do the job. Don't be somebody who relies on handouts or relies on pernicious activities to obtain your livelihood, your wealth. Get stuck right in. Do the work. It doesn't say, love the wages, of course you need to be paid when you work, love your work. Do you, want to, do you want to know what the greatest blessing is for anybody who works? To love their job. You know, this is a Gemara, we had the Gemara, I think it was in Dafyomi a few weeks ago, that one of the greatest brochas you can have, is that God, it doesn't matter what you do, you can be somebody who collects the garbage, you can be a doctor, a surgeon has to work for 18 hours on the go, 25 hours on the go sometimes. You can be um, somebody who is a stockbroker, you can be somebody who is a pencil pusher, a teacher, it doesn't matter what your role is, what your job is, whether it's clerical, secretarial, whether it's executive, whether it's physical labour, manual labour or office work, whatever it is you do, the greatest bracha is, and in fact your greatest aspiration should be, is love your work. Because if you wake up in the morning and you look forward to the rest of your day because of what it is that you're going to be doing, there is no greater blessing than that. In addition to which it means you are earning an honest living. You love your work and through the work that you do, you are being paid and you are earning an honest living. And somebody who earns an honest living and does their tax returns and pays their taxes and keeps out of the way of those who are going to judge you for what you do or what you earn will lead a happy and fulfilled life. I think it's self-evident, but I don't think any of the rabbis who offer their advice in perke Avot, pretend that what they're saying is some profound secret. It's not a profound secret. It's a basic. It's important. It's a core value. He continues, then he goes to the next level. Now, if, you, if you'd read that using Havarasvardit. That would be usna terabanut, which you would translate as "hate the rabbinate." <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's what it means. You shouldn't hate the rabbinate. Well, not too much, anyway. But what it means is usna sarabanut, usna sarabonus. Do you know what that means? Rabbonus means positions of leadership where you are the focus of attention, and not necessarily positive attention. People. Who want to lead because they want to be leaders and help others, that's wonderful. But Sunoi Sarabonus means don't love leadership because it means you are the object of attention. Don't love leadership because somehow that means you are, only to you by the way, a better person. You know, I remember years ago I heard somebody told me that uh, he'd heard the story of a chap who wanted to visit an old friend. He hadn't seen him for many, many years. He heard he'd become the president of the community. And he went to to visit him in the town where he lived, and he reached the town. He didn't know what the man's address was, and he stopped the first Jewish person uh, he saw in the street, and he said, "Uh, uh, "'Do you know Moshe Cohen?' "'Moshe Cohen? "'Do you mean the president of the community?' He said, "'Yeah, the president of the community.'" That disgusting person, that thief, that evil person. Why would you want to know anything about him? And the fellow walked away. Anyway, he walks up to the next bloke. He says to him, would you happen to know where I can find Moshe Cohen? Moshe Cohen? That gunner, that disgrace, that abomination. Who would want to ever see him? Why would I ever want to know where he is? Finally, he gets to Moshe Cohen. He says, "Uh, Moshe. I heard you've been appointed the president of the community. Moshe says, yes. He says, why did you do it? He says, I only did it for the honour. <laughs> in the end, in the end, you do it for the wrong reason. What are you going to get out of it? If you do it because you want to help others. If you do it because you're a kind person. But the Rabbonus part of it, esa hate the Rabbonus part. Hate the honour part of it, the attention part of it. That part of it don't enjoy because the moment you enjoy that part of it, you'll have, you're just becoming a narcissist, and it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's quite the reverse. You'll discover that everything you seek out of it is not what you're going to get. That's the second thing that Shemaya said, and finally he said, the altisvada l'rishus. Altisvada is a very interesting one. It means, I'm gonna translate it, you know, a a bit in a bit of a verbose fashion. won't translate the words exactly, but the meaning of it is this. Don't try and come to the attention of those in authority. Do you hear that? Do you you know people like that? They always want to be seen, social climbers. They want people in authority to know who they are. They rub shoulders with the right people with the right leader, with you'd be seen in the right picture. Oh, don't be a person. you know why? Because when you do that, people have expectations of you and people imagine things about you. And in the end, it's going to lead to you tripping over yourself and doing the wrong thing. And once you are, have come to public attention, you know, I, I, Over the years, I've been involved with many people in public life. I'm not going to reveal too many names. But one particular person, who was quite a famous person in the UK, and I was somewhat involved in a political campaign that he had asked me to help him with in terms of the Jewish community, and suddenly he was arrested. Not for something he'd done in the previous year, or six months, or even three years, but something he had done More than 10 years before, but by putting himself up for election, obviously he'd attracted attention of the wrong people, and they'd looked into his affairs, and they discovered that he'd done something wrong. He ended up sitting in jail for two years. He was sentenced to four, and he went to jail for two years. Now, had he not been Misvada Lureshous, then it wouldn't have happened to him. So you must be very... Schmeier is telling you, by the way, he's telling you the obvious. Don't try and rub shoulders with what you consider to uh, to be people in power because somehow a power is the magic pixie dust that will rub off on you and make you special. You're not special unless you do something special. You're not special just because you know someone who you think is special. You're only special if you do something special that's when you become special that's when you become worthy that's when you become someone who is to Shmaya's liking Shmaya one of the great Talmudic leaders a man of great bravery who himself was involved in leadership but he knew he was alayhis salamah his intention in life was to make sure that he did the right thing by the people He was for the people. He wasn't for himself. He was a sonoi sarabonus. He didn't like the leadership because somehow it elevated him above everybody else. He wasn't marching around in purple robes of royalty. He was doing the right thing and making sure that the law was upheld and that the Torah would be considered great, a central theme of Jewish life. In fact, there's one parish on the Mishnah that says, Eloheva samalocha," not talking about work, but talking about Malechasa atira," Love the work that you put into Torah. That should be the focus of your life. Eloheva samalocha, Snoi and definitely, and he demonstrated this in his attitude to Herod, to King Herod, the altis vadala Don't in any way be machnia yourself, submit yourself. Really embarrass yourself to those who are in power because all you're doing is you're showing yourself up as an empty shadow. That was the message of Shmaya. So far so good? Shawnee, so far so good? I think so. Let's see what Avtalyon, who's called in Josephus Pollyon. What Avtalyon has to say, by the way, what does the name Avtalion mean? Avtalion is one of those words which is made up of two words. He was the Av Beisdin. He was the, it's, that's a uh, technical term for somebody who runs the affairs of the court. He ran the affairs of the Sanhedrin. And he was called Avtalion. Talion means Yasoimim. Do you know what the role of Bezdin is? To take care of orphans. To take care of the underprivileged. That is their role. Avtalion excelled in that role. To the extent that he is known, his name in the Mishnah is Avtalion. It may be a nickname, it may be his real name, we don't know. It's not a Hebrew name in that sense. Talion, it's, it's an Aramaic word. Perhaps he had another name, but Avtalion is how we remember him. By the way, there's a um, debate among the um, it It's based on a Talmudic uh, tradition that we have that both Shmai and Avtalion were Geirim. They were proselytes, they were converts to Judaism. How is that possible that they were converts to Judaism and one became the Avbeidin and one became the Nossi? How is that even possible? So some people say it's there to tell you that even if you are a convert in Judaism, you you can rise to the highest position in in a legal sense. Of course you can't become the Kohen Godal, you couldn't become the king, but you could become the Nossi and the Avbeidin of Klal Israel. The two senior rabbinic positions of the Jewish world could go to a convert, and that's absolutely possible. That's according to some Mepharshim. According to other Mepharshim, Shmai and Avtalion weren't native-born to Eretz Yisrael. They came from Alexandria, and perhaps they were, even though their mothers were Jewish, they were descended from non-Jews, according to some, from Sancherev, who was in the t- period of the first Beis HaMikdosh, somebody who almost destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh in Yerushalayim. But uh, as we know from Lord Byron's poem, um, they, um, they came down like a wolf on the fold, their cohorts gleaming in purple and gold. Do you remember that poem? Talking about the troops of Sanjarev who died in a mysterious um, epidemic, some plague that overtook them during the course of the night, and the morning this incredible military force that threatened jerusalem had all died and the threat to jerusalem was averted but perhaps shmaya and avtalion were descended uh, from sanherev either through their fathers or through some distant antecedent but nevertheless may not have been converts descended from converts they managed to access the highest positions of the rabbinic world in their day, and Avtalion says as follows: Avtalion Omer, this is Mishnah Yud Aleph. Chakomim hisoharu b'divrechem, rabbis, scholars, sages. Be most careful with your words. Be very, very careful how you express yourselves, especially if you're being recorded for SoundCloud, and later on it's going to be broadcast on YouTube. Be extremely careful, Isharu because I may be speaking to only a few people here on uh, on the Zoom. But ultimately, my words can go to places that I can never foresee. Of course, I'm including myself in that wonderful term, uh, I'm not sure that I uh, I'm suited to such a term. But if I indeed was a chachom, I should be Hizaru Bidivrechem. Shema, why? In case, you might come to be exiled onto the internet. And your exile will take you to evil waters. Well, that's possible. What does it mean? What does the Mishnah actually mean? Well, when I'm speaking to my wonderful Talmidim on Zoom, and I know that everything I say, even if I say it wrong, they're going to interpret it correctly. But what about people who are listening because, they, and they live in an area perhaps of Ma'im Hara'im, they don't quite have the same reverence for Torah as my Talmidim on Zoom. They're more, perhaps, uh, SoundCloud Talmidim, or YouTube Talmidim. It's possible, right? they could maybe a different breed. Isn't that possible? And that being the case, of course I'm not talking to you, but if that's the case, if that's the case, how might they interpret my words if the words are said wrong, and I wasn't careful with how I expressed myself, what would happen? They themselves will repeat my words or the words of the Chachamim wrong, and they will have Talmidim, they will have disciples. They might have people who will listen to their reinterpretations and misinterpretations. And now what's going to happen? The nimsa sheim shamayim mischaler. We will find that the name of heaven will have been desecrated. By one simple error of judgment in the way a Chacham expresses himself, we can lead to a Chilul sheim shamayim. There might be a desecration of heaven. There might be a desecration of God's word. There might be a desecration of God's will on this world. And that says Avtalion would be the most terrible thing of all. That Avtalion's message is, don't ever imagine that just because you are bright, that you can get away with anything. But must be careful the way you speak. You must be careful... The way you present yourself, and therefore, is horrible to break because otherwise you don't know where it's going to lead if you're not careful. So, careful how you tweet and careful what messages you put out on the internet so that there can be no misinterpretation or reinterpretation or actually taking things at face value and knowing that you may be presenting yourself as a chacham, but you may be not, not be such a chacham after all. So thank you very, very much. And thank you for your patience and forbearance with our shaky Zoom connection from Jerusalem.